This program is brought to you by the Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. I want you to know that even in your weakness, you're still a victor. Even in your weakness, you're still a conqueror. Even in your weakness, you're still loved. Even in your weakness, you need to remember that nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Verse 44, it's sown to a natural body, but it's raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. If you feel like you have a natural body, guess what? There is a spiritual body. And in fact, he's going to illustrate this really, really, really well using Adam, who was the physical man. God breathed life into him, but dude sinned and he faced death. And here comes along the second Adam. And the second Adam did not bring death, but he brought life. Hallelujah. And he was a first fruit who was raised again. See, folks, having a right perspective on your resurrection not only brings meaning to your relationship with Jesus, not only brings meaning to your freedom in Jesus, not only brings meaning to your suffering in this life, but it also brings meaning to your salvation. If you have ever felt like, man, I don't see a need to be saved, it's because you don't understand that the resurrection is a fact that only in the resurrection there's hope and because there's hope in our resurrection we need to change our perspective in this life by looking ahead to our resurrection and then he says in verse 50 but I tell you brothers flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable so we all know that this body we all know in this body we've all sinned in this mind we've all sinned with our eyes we've all sinned with our hands we've all sinned with our legs we've all sinned we've all sinned and fallen short of the plans that God has for us that's the glory of God and this body can never inherit the imperishable can never inherit the kingdom of God so what must we do then? we must repent we must turn to him we must surrender to him we must joyfully embrace him and repentance is not something that we need to do in shame we do it in joy but we do it with urgency we don't wait till we go home and do it. We do it right now. We do it right now. We do it right now in your spirit. Right now we bow and say, God, I know I have failed. God, I know that people around me think I'm holy, but dear God, you know how terribly wicked I am, but thank you that you love me. You're not going to leave me to rot in the, in the grave. Neither are you just going to resurrect me and just let me be a spirit being hanging around somewhere with there, but you're going to raise me in my body and you will give me a spiritual body, a body that's raised in glory, a body that's raised in power to be with you forever in your presence where there's fullness of joy, surrounded by the angels and surrounded by loved ones that I get to recognize and be like, damn, you look good, girl. <laughs> That's great. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. We'll bring this to a close. I'm going to land this soon over here. Behold, I tell you a mystery. When is this going to happen, Joel? When? When? I look forward to this. When is it going to happen? Well, it's a mystery, folks. It really is a mystery. But pause. Pause, please, quickly. Everybody look at me right now. It's a mystery, but we're not groping around like a blind man in the dark. You know why? It's a mystery, but we've seen this in Jesus Christ. And he's our first fruits. So, resurrection. It's, it is a mystery. We do not know when it's going to happen. We, do not know, you know, we, we know how it's going to happen, but we've not really experienced it. But please, don't even for one second feel like you're leaning on a crutch as a believer, as a Christian. No. You're leaning in something that's very solid, that's been proven. It is going to happen. But it's a mystery as to when it's going to happen. It's a mystery as to what it's going to look like because these are, just, these are words that's been trying to explain something that's far beyond our minds can ever comprehend. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. And that's what we're going to put in our children's ministry. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. I'm kidding. No, you didn't get it. It's fine. Okay. 
I heard an old Baptist preacher say it once, and I was like, that's pretty funny. And I was like, oh, it's there in today's verse. Okay, good. And he says, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall all be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable. It has to happen. And this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on the immortal, then shall come to pass a saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Go back a couple of verses to verse 22. It says, For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Death is a reality, isn't it? Everybody knows that no one's going to be like, well, I don't think death is a reality. I think death is just a lie. Well, you go to a funeral, you're like, well, it's a reality. And the Bible tells me that just as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. So if you believe that people die, you also need to believe in the resurrection. It's a fact. It's a proven fact. Proven in Jesus Christ. It's the only place, the only way that you can find hope in this life and meaning in everything that you do when you realize that God loves you so much that he's going to raise you up on the last day. And then it says, but each in his own order. There's an order. Christ the first fruits. Then, when? At his coming. Those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end. When he delivers the kingdom to God, the Father, after destroying every rule and every authority and every power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Can we get a glimpse of this victory this morning as we repent, as we return to him, and as we rejoice in our resurrection? Could you do that this morning? Let's repent from our sin. Let's come clean before him. And when you leave these doors, man, you got to be like your car that you spent all your savings on. And the person gives you the keys and says, you know what? Found nothing wrong with it, man. Everything is done. And you sit and you're like, wow, this feels like a brand new car. Wouldn't it be great when you leave these doors to leave knowing you're living and walking and breathing and reasoning just the way God intended and created you for? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Because you know what? When you go to this world, when you go back home, Satan will come back and attack your mind. He will come back and tempt you. But you need to know that your Redeemer lives. And death has lost its victory. Would you please stand with me? I think now is the right time for me to introduce the title for the message. It's called, You Make Me Come Alive. You Make Me Come Alive. There's, and I did that on purpose, I didn't want to introduce the title in the beginning because it wouldn't have made sense to you. There's only one person that can make you come alive this morning. Your money won't make you come alive. In fact, it will only bring death. Your spouse cannot make you come alive. Your children will not make you come alive. Your education would not make you come alive. There have been times when I sat on my motorcycle after I'd done a lot of work and I was like, Woo, man, I felt so alive. I know your pastor is a heathen. Pray for him. There are times when I took a bite of... Indian food that my wife had cooked and I was like, oh man, mm. makes my leg twitch. They're like, it's like, this is good. There are times when physically I felt strong. I felt like mm, I've hit my goals and I felt so alive. But this week, as I preached this to myself, the Holy Spirit reminded me that there's no one, there's nothing that can make you come alive. Like the way Jesus, the risen Savior, will make you come alive one day when he will raise you from the dead. And this morning, I thank God that he's given me a glimpse of that life. A glimpse of the weight of rejoicing that comes with this life. 
And the Holy Spirit's been telling me that He doesn't want to toy with His children. He says, man, listen, I, 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 don't, I don't tease you. I don't just come to you and give you these beautiful promises for you to be like, well, it'll be great. I'll wait 80 years till I die and then you'll raise me and then I'll... He says, no, listen, listen. I want to give you a taste of it. I want to give you an installment of it. I want to give you a down payment of it. And that's why I sent the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to indwell in you. That's why I tell you in my word that the same power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. But that the problem is we're so inundated with the world that our spirits do not know how to recognize this glory that awaits us and a taste of it and we don't experience it now we don't we don't invite it now we don't respond to it now we don't we respond to situations in the world based on worldly things we don't we don't invite we don't drink from the well we don't drink from the rivers of life we don't drink from his presence and this morning i want to invite you to, to, to repent from that you know exactly what those things are that's taken up your mind you know what that cancer is and you don't need to take medicine he his word is cutting away those things and just let him do it say father i recognize i mean right now even be like jesus i recognize and i cut it out of my life god cut it out it might have been a pattern you blamed you said that's just our culture that's just how i was raised that's just who i am you don't understand and you know that's pile of bs you know that just keeping you buried in the world repent from it please because the glory that awaits you is fantastic second thing Second thing, I want you to rejoice. To rejoice in the freedom that God's brought you. Rejoice in the freedom that you're experiencing even right now and rejoice in the freedom you will experience when everyone who is dead in Christ will be raised. Rejoice now. Rejoice now that death cannot hold you down. Rejoice now that worms will not eat you and you will just be left for dead. Rejoice now that the power of Christ will raise you on that last day. Rejoice now that you will spend eternity in His presence because you looked to the Son and you believed in Him. Rejoice now at the fact that your Savior lives. Rejoice now because you know what? When Satan brings darkness, when Satan brings doubt, oh man, the Bible tells me that the joy of the Lord is my the joy of the Lord is my strength so the enemy cannot drain me and make me weak but I will rejoice in the joy of the Lord he was raised and he will raise me so Satan you know what man you can lie to me all you want and say that my friends don't like me my breath stinks but Jesus loves me and my life will be a sweet smelling aroma to him because I'm covered by his grace so we're going to repent we're going to rejoice and we're going to make the fact of the resurrection a huge reality in your life a huge reality this week man every time you come across something I want you to remember man I'm not just going to die and be in the presence of God but he's going to raise me up I want you to treat you I want us to treat our bodies that way it might have been disrespected all its life but now it's a temple of the living God it's a temple where the spirit dwells it's a temple of the living God my God this is so great so when I talk to people it's a temple of the living God reaching out to others that have been bound by sin so they can experience freedom it's the temple of the living God. Who are you? There's the body of the temple of the living child of God, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. You're the temple of the living God. So every time Satan brings disrespect and dishonor from the past, temple of the living God, Satan, no, you have no authority over this. This is the temple of the living God. So I'm going to pray for you right now that this will be a reality in your life. So risen Savior, my God, my King, who's alive, who hears every word that comes out of my mouth, who sees every action, who sees every intention, who knows the deepest desires of my heart, I come to your throne room of grace this morning. 
And I plead with you, my God, that you would open our eyes to see the perspective of heaven as we look at that empty tomb where you were laid, but you're not there anymore. I thank you, Lord, that that tombstone had to roll away, not for you to come out so that we can go in and see if my Savior lives. Thank you, my King. And Father, as I pray for your church now, as I intercede for them, as I stand in the gap and cry out to them now, to you now, Lord, on their behalf, I pray that even right now that you'd bring healing. And for every single person at home that needs a breakthrough, I pray that you'd bring healing. I'm going to read Psalm chapter 6. Please receive this word. This is God's word. And maybe this is your prayer this morning. Oh Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O oh Lord. I'm languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love, because you are a loving God. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol, who will give you praise? So save me, Lord, from death. I'm weary within my mourning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with your weeping. My eyes are wasted away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my enemies. Depart from me all you workers of evil. For the Lord, he's heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. But I tell you this morning, while your enemies will be put to shame, you, my child, who has received the blood of Jesus Christ, will be raised to glory, will be raised to power, will be raised to dwell in the very presence of your King. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the beautiful fellowship of the Holy Spirit dwell in you, richly abide in you, reminding you constantly that you're more than anything this world can ever throw at you. Now and always, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, Amen, Amen. You guys are loved very, very, very much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you need prayer, come on up front. Fellowship with one another. Love you guys. Join us this Sunday at the Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website, www.thelivingchurchboise.com. Visit our website for service time and address.